The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. It's an honor to be chosen Pickford Princess, but before I execute my sworn duty, I have a story. Earlier today, I accidentally broke the Yuletide Star into a million pieces. <sighs> I know. Yes, that's how I felt. But when I opened the box, a miracle happened. The star was perfect. It wasn't broken at all. I guess I have a guardian angel up there watching over me. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we try to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. I'm Chris, and with me as always are my co-host, Brian. Greetings and salutations, fellow 21st century persons. And John. Greetings and salutations, fellow 18th century people. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> Throwing it. Throwing yeah. it way back. Doctor Who over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for the revolution, baby. <laughs> Which one? Mexican. <laughs> That just kidding. That was not in the that was not in the eighteenth century. That was in the nineteenth century. I think. That was later. Whatever. Whatever. Always topical, Whatever. John. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are just one week away from Christmas, and that means we still have one more week of episodes, but today we're closing out watching the episodes our significant others selected for us. But before we get to that, I always like to check in with my co hosts. How are you guys doing this fine December day? It's my favorite time of year because it's cold outside. You can smell the coldness in the air. And that's contrasted well against being warm inside with a beer in your hand. <laughs> not 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 warm not warm in your heart with the love of your new child. I mean that too. I thought that went without saying. These are the experiences I get to uh, uh, give and uh, explain to my child uh, as they grow older. Not the beer part until they're at least 12. Just kidding. <laughs> that's like, I think that's when my dad gave me my first beer. Yeah. So this adds up. Yeah. Turkey. <laughs> that, that explains a lot. Tur- turkey's doing good though. <laughs> More puzzle pieces fall into place. <laughs> The pattern unweaves. <laughs> How are you, John? I'm good. Okay. I'm my legally obligated amount of Mary. <laughs> Does your December 17th level of Mary go up or down as we approach Christmas, or does it stay pretty level? I would actually say Christmas peaks right as I'm about to get my plate of food. Okay. What's on yeah. that plate? Because I think we've talked Thanksgiving meals <laughs> before, but we haven't talked Christmas. Our roommate is cool and good at cooking and is also a vegetarian. So, like, we get them, like, mushroom gravy, little, like, wild rice salad, some potatoes, green bean casserole. Oh, yeah, you could just potato all day, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a holiday, so carbs don't count. No. Yeah, you just... <laughs> no, 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 no one cares. Fucking, no. It's like, who's lying to it anyway, where the points don't matter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, carbs don't... Calories, carbs don't matter. You you heard it from me first, babe. And I work in fitness, sorta. So, <laughs> you know, so we can't trust you. Who can we trust? You can trust me as much as anyone else on the internet talking about fitness. 
<laughs> and then my favorite Christmas tradition, and actually I would say maybe this is like the second high point is, so there's a lot of sports on Christmas and I just degenerately bet on them. <laughs> so like l- last year on Christmas, I won $400. <laughs> so is this where we need to have an intervention? I mean, it's, I bet like $5 bets. I just hit everything that day. Yeah. Just knew, just, just had a real good read on football. You, 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 <laughs> for some reason, this reminds me of a Norm McDonald joke where he says, gambling is an addiction and disease, but it's the only disease where you can win a shitload of money. <laughs> <laughs> you have even more gambling options this year, John. We got some, we got some football falling on Christmas plus the NBA games and yeah. Ooh. It's what was I think we had that that was last year too. What's the Wawatosa curling team doing? <laughs> the Wawatosa curling team? Yeah. They got to have a game, right? They do. I actually there is a curling club in Wawatosa. It's in a weird spot right next to a high school football stadium. You know, as we've gotten as we've gotten like older and out of shape, I feel like we fit curling clubs more than when we tried it that one time i think we fit curling clubs and when we tried it that one time pretty well being underage and getting a beer from the bar <laughs> yeah it's <was> great <laughs> they just wanted us to curl i have friends in milwaukee that are doing it like they want me to join but i'm like i can't drive an hour and a half to just go curl twice a week well i mean you could but you're not I, yeah i could but i'm not i mean me and Bri- like logically me and brian could curl but we probably shouldn't drive nine hours to curl <laughs> but we could and you could fly out and meet us john if i could get four tens in a week for my work <laughs> i would drive actually I would, yeah I would I would drive. Like, we could meet in the middle you know ha- yeah because i'm sure there's a bunch of curling clubs in grand junction and there Ogden. might be there yeah, oh. there might be if you're if you're part of the correction curling club, please let please email us at yuletidetv.com. If you if, if you're if you're in a northern Utah or southern Colorado curling club, let us know. Oh, sorry, I went the wrong direction. Western. Is, yeah. Yeah. You well, also said Ogden, which is straight north of Salt Lake City. Yeah. I was I was looking in the wrong direction because there's an Idaho Falls in Colorado and an Idaho Falls in Idaho. <laughs> and I was like, surely this is our Idaho Falls. It was not. The first result for Grand Junction Curling Club is Grand Rapids Curling Club. (laughs) (laughs) So I think you're out of luck there, boys. Well, this has been Winter Geography with Yuletide TV. (laughs) Let's just do it in Glenwood Springs. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. We have to iron this out before we do anything else. (laughs) i'm not so sure we do i I think i think my priorities are a little off on that (laughs) yeah i think this is a curling podcast now i mean honestly if all three of us were going to do it then we'd meet in denver i mean that would be that would be the play yeah that would be the play we'd go to john so yeah (laughs) all right well let me look at flights (laughs) is the megabus back up and running yet uh probably you mean mega COVID spreader? I, Got him. Gr- <laughs> fucking dunked on him. Killer, killer jokes, killer jokes all around tonight. Almost, yeah, well, almost as good as the jokes that we experienced in today's episode that we watched to close out Significant Others Week, uh, which was a episode my fiance picked out. 
which was Christmas Break from Phil of the Future. It is the 15th episode of the show's second season, and it originally aired on December 2nd, 2005. It's available to stream on Disney+, Plus. but if you haven't had a chance to watch it for yourself, here's a little of what happened. Phil and his family are getting ready to trim the tree, and Keeley comes over to help. Phil tells the story about the first time they met, which Keeley was unaware of. Turns out that when Phil and his family first landed in the past, they accidentally dropped a coin that Keeley picked up. While trying to retrieve it, Phil breaks the town's Christmas star that Keeley was in charge of and uses the time machine to make multiple trips to the past in an effort to prevent the accident from happening. He succeeds, but ends up breaking the time machine, trapping the family in the past. It all works out, though, because his parents end up buying a house with diamonds that are the time machine's exhaust, and the family all go to see the town's tree lighting ceremony. Back in the present, the parents scold Phil for breaking the time machine, but it turns out he saved them from getting stuck in a time storm. The episode ends with everyone gathered around the Christmas tree, singing a jingle from an ad in the future about the dangers of robo-trees. You gotta look out for those robo-trees, because they just... (laughs) You know... It just feels like a bad holiday tradition where the main selling point of it is that it doesn't kill you, <laughs> implying that the alternatives do kill you. I mean, it's a good selling point if you're gonna if you're gonna go with one. I mean, I mean that's not a bad one to go with. I don't want to be murdered by a tree, unless it's the sta- I You know what? I take it back. I want to get murdered by the Stanford tree because that thing that thing's like terrifying. I'm gonna say you gotta pick and choose your battles. Am I going to go on this adventure with Phil's family? No, because I'm very likely to wind up dead. Am I going to do it with Doctor Who? Yes, because I'm (laughs) equally likely to wind up dead, yet having a better time. I would say you're infinitely more (laughs) likely to wind up dead with Doctor Who, because there are no real threats posed to the Diffie family. They, They lead a charmed life. I'm glad to see white privilege endured through time. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were a few jokes that are like they're obvi- like obviously the show is just just dumber than hell. But there were a few jokes that were like, you know what, that held up well. That was about that's about how the world went. I feel like this is the kind of show and again, I need I I've talked about this a lot recently especially about how shows were written for like maturing children so to speak they treated them like other human beings and i feel like this is on the cusp between um your uh hocus pocus disney original movies and then whatever the hell came on after this <laughs> i mean disney it's movies it's in this weird spot you, you make a good point it's like it's a sitcom for kids i mean it's shot like a sitcom it's written like a sitcom it's a sitcom for kids it's got the same budget as my allowance when I was a kid. <laughs> right. I mean, the budget. Oh, boy. <laughs> those those time travel effects. Shaky camera. That's <laughs> impressive. Uh, I always love when, when a studio makes a terrible effect, but they're really proud of it. <laughs> and they just like... Someone's passion. And they just keep going back to it, and they're like, fucking send it again. Show the time travel animation. <laughs> Like, what show gets... Ad- There's, like, a show that gets advertised on Hulu all the time, like, La Brea. Oh, And the, it has yeah. the worst effects I've ever seen. And they're just like, put it in the commercial. 
Steve worked 12 hours on this. <laughs> Do you want to hurt Steve? No. Steve went his whole life trying to achieve this career. <laughs> he comes from a very small and sleepy town in Iowa. The whole town roots for him. This is his He's... first credit. Steve's all they got, man. <laughs> you ever been in a high school of one? Steve has. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird uh, path that he took going from this show right to La Brea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. What you gotta you cut. Do? You gotta cut your teeth somewhere, though, John. You know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Gotta earn those chops you know, <laughs> before you can work your way up to those NBC big leagues of La Brea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's a worse premise for a show La Brea or Phil of the Future <laughs> I mean the premise of Phil of the Future isn't that bad I don't think especially like for a kids show it's just a little like this episode is weird like it's it's a weird episode because it's so hard to like understand what the point of it is like, it does this yes. weird thing that sitcoms do where it's like, hey, remember the pilot? Well, what if we told the story before that? It, like, Friends did that one or two times. I mean, The Simpsons does that a lot. They go back in time. And it's like, is this is this story really serving any purpose? Because it's, it's, it's hard to see. The Simpsons has ran for 700 years. Right. And Friends ran for, like, I don't know, like, 10 seasons right or more than that uh like i'd or... say half of it's about 10 seasons. yeah so like they had like this happened on the show's second season Isn't which this last season too yes, yes of course <laughs> <laughs> the whole premise of this show chris is hey kids like wacky and crazy scenarios involving technology what kind of plot can we structure around that oh this family from the future is stuck back in time that is that yeah, it, no jimmy? i under, i understand jimmy, the plot all, brian is that I... all you wrote for this meeting jimmy yeah <laughs> do you like it we booked this conference room for an hour <laughs> I mean, yeah, shows like shows have been pitched on less, Brian. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, family trapped in the past is is pretty fleshed out. I think for most networks, <laughs> yeah, most networks are like they would be pretty hype on this. I think you know. I want to see. No, I want to see FX do it because I mean, if, if we want to keep picking on Friends, I mean, the Friends pitch is six white people that are friends so the, the friends pitch is we we know it because friends is over reported on it it's the time in your life where your friends are your family yep which is yeah. dumb your family your fr- yeah. your friendly what, what i don't like the insinuation that my friends won't be my family later on if anything fast and the furious has taught us that that shit will endure <laughs> far longer than it should that's yeah, it'll keep going for like 11, 11 movies. I don't know. I don't know, Brian. Three I mean, seasons Fast of a and podcast. Furious has taught us anything. It's that kids ruin everything because I mean, Paul Walker hasn't been in those movies anymore. I mean, that's for a different reason. But his character, his character had a kid. You know, he can't hang out with Dom anymore. Can't hang out with Dom anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's actually it's a very it's a very weird arc for Phil of the Future when they try to do that too. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it's a weird show, and like the time travel stuff. And I'm not trying to like. I'm sure there are other points in this show where they explain how the time travel works, and I'm not going to worry about the mechanics of the time travel, which we could most certainly nitpick to death. But what bothered me is that they were like they have all these little parts especially with the parents the mom in particular who seems very like well versed in the in the era you know and you know the dad is typical sitcom dad of like thinks he knows everything but really knows nothing uh but neither of them are like they they make several references about like christmas time like she looks in the windows of the house and she sees it's decorated for christmas and she knows it's Christmas and knows traditions about Christmas. They don't know that diamonds were valuable, like, in this time period. I mean, it's a hundred years. It's almost years. like it serves a purpose later on I mean, in the episode. Chris, if I put you back in 1900, do you think you would get through with, like, completely no struggle? Well, no, but I think I would understand. Let's, let's, let's say this much, okay? It's 2021 now. This showed the the family in this show is from a hundred years in the future, judging by the description that I read on which Disney is, Plus. Twenty which is very ambitious to think they'll still be humans then, but good for this show, right? Yeah, by then the lizard people will have taken over. <laughs> I mean, the octopuses meta, will have so evolved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I meant. <laughs> but I think, like, if you put me back in 1921, I wouldn't know everything, but. To John's point earlier about white privilege perpetuating, I mean, I'd probably do okay. <laughs> you know what? Fair point. It'd probably actually be. It'd probably actually just be better for all of us. <laughs> like, it'd just be. It'd just be tight. Like as long as you're well dressed, you can walk up to like a shop owner and be like, "Can you lend me a thousand dollars?" Oh, why sure, well dressed stranger. As long as you're good for it. Oh, I'm good for it. I'll pay you back as soon as I can. Normally I wouldn't, but I love your gumption for asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was just so polite, I had to. <laughs> You're going to say no to a well-dressed stranger without a weird, with a transatlantic accent? I think not. That could have been Cary Grant for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> this show didn't give us a lot, guys. Yeah, We're trying. Really no, I mean, like, you could have... I, I think that's part of the problem with it is especially like from a Christmas aspect of it, like it's kind of supposed to be this sweet story of like, Hey, I knew, like I knew you before you knew me, but it's, it, it just, there's, I couldn't connect to it in any way. Like I couldn't really like buy into or understand like what, what lesson or good feeling was I supposed to take away from this episode? That it's okay to stalk. <laughs> I think it's more so. I don't know, I go back to the writing of it. You know, it's not supposed to be about a satisfying ending. It's supposed to be about what's going to be entertaining to small humans. I think it has some like relatively mature. I mean, or maybe I was just like willing to try to find good in it, but like, I feel like it was like trying to make some like clever, clever jokes for the adults about like how dystopian things are getting which is weird for 2004 but go off sis <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I don't, it's it's this weird I, and i mean that's a, it's a good point to remember it's like this this 
show, this episode, was not made for us as 30-year-olds. But Generous when, of you. But whenever we get into that mode with shows we watch, like, I try and then take it from a familial aspect, and I just don't know, like, if this... I don't know that I would put this in the category of something the whole family would enjoy could enjoy sure would enjoy eh, i don't know i i see i see my kid loving this i see myself putting child down in front of the tv to watch this and then i see myself pretending very hard to enjoy it as much as he and or she does <laughs> they they, they, they made a they made a whole word for that. They did, I think that word existed before. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any particular like joke that you guys found yourself actually laughing at? So I don't think I actively laughed, but I did enjoy the caveman. I was gonna say the caveman, but only at the end. The yes, tag. The tag. Correct. The tag was the only part that I really enjoyed. The beginning with the caveman was very difficult, again, to latch on to, not having a lot of context for the show, to, like, in terms of orienting yourself into what you were watching, that definitely muddied the waters a lot right off the bat. It wasn't super friendly going into blind, but it wasn't the <laughs> worst either. There were some rules that you kind of had to pick up along the way, but it's fine. How aware of this show were you before this? Zero percent. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird. It. The only reason, and I was kind of excited to watch it because I remember, so like my fiance watched this show when she was a kid. She was excited about it. We watched it together. She really enjoyed it as like a nostalgia trip and some of the gags got her a little bit more than they got me. And part of that was because I was like trying to take notes and follow along with everything that was happening but this show came like i remember seeing this show on tv at like this weird time where like saturday like when we were in high school like saturday morning cartoons like started to go on the decline like where like the networks were not producing new content like exclusively the way they were in the 90s like it was a lot of like recycled stuff or like cheap anime dubs or in the case of ABC, I think they were taking a lot of Disney Channel programming and just recycling it on Saturday mornings on ABC after that, you know, like we talked about recess and stuff like after that kind of era faded out. So I remember seeing an episode or two and being like, oh, I'd love to watch more of this. But like going back to it, I'm like, uh, I don't like dodged a bullet. I don't know if dodged a bullet, but it's like. I just remember whatever I watched, I remembered enjoying it more. And again, that's age difference and whatever, but it's like, even from a youthful, nostalgic perspective, I'm like, this, this episode ain't it. I could, I could, (laughs) I could see other episodes. I think like there are a lot of elements like the dad I could see working better, but it's, it's like a lot of tropes, you know, you have like the bratty sister you have the very like sweet mom, you have the dopey dad, and then the kind of everyman's son in the middle of it all. Do you, John, 
question specifically for John. Do yes. you feel like the decline of Chris's marriage is going to be that he takes too many notes in opportune moments? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it always was going to go. Uh, probably right. <laughs> there, there wasn't a way. There wasn't a way this ended otherwise. You just never <laughs> stop taking notes, and I he can't just, love a man. <laughs> he just keeps narrating. <laughs> <laughs> just never stops narrating even now <laughs> your notepad is out just gotta get a gotta get a sense of it a sketch of it if you will i just i just gotta understand what's happening i mean i didn't want to miss great you know clever nods like the fact they went to hg wells high you know <laughs> i liked that the high school was owned by what uh, varying industrial companies i thought <laughs> That was that was cute. It it's made just me giggle. The, uh, the emergence of a true capitalist society. <laughs> do you uh, <laughs> do you guys want to tackle the real elephant in the room here? Uh, which is the principal from Community and the shared universe of Phil of the Future. It's Randy not Jim Lee. Rash. It's <laughs> it I, isn't. I texted you guys. How it's very not, much not Jim Rash. No. How the hell is that not Jim? Wow. It's is it that is a is guy it like Jack who is, Rash? It's not something. Jim Rash. It's a guy it's who John Rash. <laughs> I I mean I even like I'm like is this Jim Rash or the guy who looks like John Ra- Jim Rash because they're in a lot of similar projects. There's um and this guy was even on Community a few times. <laughs> That's right. That he was. That's the first thing that popped up when I pulled up his. Uh... Are they aware enough to like have him play Jim Rash's like brother or something? I think he was a stand-in. Okay. He like I th- what I saw on IMDb is he was listed as Phoebe, uh, as in the faux Moby. Yep. Which is very similar to a character he played in How I Met Your Mother. If you remember the New Year's real, Eve episode, real quick, his name is J.P. Minot. Yes. And Are he you, just a great name. Also. If you look up the IMDb, he is also playing the caveman uh, in the show. He plays the principal and the caveman. What a what an what an inspiring dual role. And then and then the, the funniest part I saw in his IMDb was that not only does he play a caveman here, but when they made that TV show off of the Geico commercials with the cavemen, he played a caveman in that show as well. And I'm like, oh, really? really wow. use that resume to your advantage Whoa. which yeah as, as well you should the other funny acting credit in the caveman show if you don't know is nick kroll yeah oh man imagine being like from a billionaire family and having to explain your to your dad you're playing a caveman and him having to pretend <laughs> he's proud of you okay son that's fucking wild <laughs> oh man this guy jp Mino is also on ncis los angeles with eric christian olsen best known as tiny nipples from community <laughs> what a horrible thing to be best known for <laughs> he has a very very healthy imdb page i mean he he has a lot of acting credits uh under his yeah. belt i'm trying to remember like you know how you've got a specific context for an individual like as a, a part of your memory and every time you like you think about it like this weird like synapse fires and you remember this maybe odd uh scene mm-hmm. i've got that for this guy and i can't find the movie that the scene is from and it's a very jim rash moment 
It's how I met your mother, Brian. <laughs> it's not just, did he speak in that episode? Yeah, it's the New Year's Eve episode where they're in the limo man. and they think they pick up Moby and it's not re- and then they're like, "Oh, it's not really Moby." And he steals the CD. It's he co- signs it's a- the back of Marshall's shirt. Yeah. A constant issue in my life is is fake. Was movies. anyone else a little weirded out by when we kept replaying that scene in the cafeteria and the Christmas star kept breaking and the girl keely like was distraught over it that in multiple instances like she and the principal kept hugging because <laughs> that felt a little strange to me you know i i think we truly Doesn't just didn't well we just truly didn't care how unacceptable stuff was for a very long time <laughs> i mean that's that's a good point it's, it's almost it's almost as unacceptable as just handing your town's treasured heirloom piece for christmas to some girl to just take to school for reasons that remain unclear to me up till this time well they're for great reasons yeah yeah because she was she's trustworthy she has a weird name it seems like you would keep it somewhere else i don't know why she needed to have it with her that's that was all i think they explained that she had some relevance to pigford well, she was like the Christmas princess or something. Yeah, but that's it's... probably like the whole gimmick for the Christmas well, princess. To quote T.J. Miller from Deadpool, when asked why would I go over there, T.J. Miller says, "I don't know to advance the plot." That's <laughs> and that's the only time you can quote T.J. Miller safely. Yeah, I, I don't want us to get in the habit of quoting T.J. Miller on this podcast. Not a lot, but when it happens, <laughs> we quote J.P. Monroe. Not. Or Morno? <laughs> Manro. Fake Jim Rash. Man we quote Ro. fake Jim fake Rash. Jim, fake, Jim, fake Jim Rash or fake Moby? Phoby. Phoby. My fiance was also very disappointed that at the end of this episode that the main characters, after sharing their sweet moment, did not kiss and just had a nice PG hug. Well, like, how old are they supposed to be? Well, they're in high school. I mean, it's not... Do Disney characters ever kiss? Um, yes i want to see marvel yes. marvel characters never have sex I i'm know. pretty sure i'm pretty sure the even stevens kissed at some point it's like a very like rare thing or like especially in those kind of shows it's like well now that the show's ending we can have them we can let them kiss but it can't <laughs> can't be a kissing show we must maintain will they won't they they're married maintain it you gotta maintain it you that's what the show is based it. on separate beds separate beds too scandalous yeah, i want to see the old angry white man always declining and scratching out the kissing scenes that writers walk in i said no kissing on my channel it'll never happen it looks like the colonel from the beginning of pineapple express and he just went through a real tough divorce yes he did <laughs> substance 13 illegal i just like i'm trying to think of like the like disney properties from this time and i don't think like anyone in high school musical like tenderly like acts like boyfriend girlfriend i think they just kind of everyone acknowledges it and that's fine (laughs) sure well i think it's like i mean again it's like it's an end it's a it's a climax oh no pun intended i guess um (laughs) i'll believe it when i see it we're like that's that's the big musical number at the end we we get to kiss so bollywood with some jazz hands 
and some dribbling. Dribble the basketballs. <laughs> That's how long Modern Family was on the air, is that the pilot of Modern Family references how Ty Burrell's character memorized the dance moves to High School Musical, because that was still culturally <laughs> relevant <laughs> at the time. Oh, man. I don't miss seeing that awkward scene of Ty Burrell. Bress? Burrell. 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 Yeah, because it's Hannibal. You're thinking Bress. of... Yeah, that's a weird, <laughs> that, that's a weird mix-up there, Brian. But that'd be a really fun. That'd be a better movie. <laughs> I would, I would watch, I would yeah. watch, I would watch a Modern Family episode where, <laughs> where they swap out Ty Burrell for Hannibal Burris. Yeah, get, give me some Hannibal Burris and Julie Bowen. I'll, that would be. They would have great chemistry. But, but so where would you put? Fun. But where would you put Eric Andre? Oh man, Eric Andre would be the son. Yeah, that'd <laughs> yeah. be fun. I'm into that. I'd fuck with that. Yeah. Just triple checking that Eric Andre was never on an episode of Modern Family. He was not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that show had weird guest stars, man. Jesse I, Eisenberg. Well, it, it was, was on that. for 7,000 years. I I know. Was it early Justin Eisenberg or was it Jesse Eisenberg after everyone started to hate him? It was kind of more after everyone started to hate him. That's why it was weird. Yeah, that's a strange one. Yeah, you know, I feel I feel like Jesse Eisenberg is due for like a resurgence because like his only crime is making bad choices in movies, not like being an actual monster. It's just like he played Mark Zuckerberg, so we all hate him, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> yeah. he, he was so good at that. I don't think that's why people hate him. I think well, they hate him because of like shit. Le- yeah, shit Lex Luthor. Well, and shit Lex well. Luthor and than like the 12 movies that are all the same movie that he made in a row with like Kristen Stewart or Kristen Stewart types. He's like a serious man's fuck. I already lost the name. Scott Pilgrim. I mean, I would watch, I would watch this remade with Jesse Eisenberg as the dad and Eric Andre as the mom. (laughs) 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 just to tie it together there we go (laughs) i mean and i also think there's just i like i mean i i don't really care about like the plot holes of it i just think like the dad was over the top but like i don't know that probably would have worked for me if i was 12 and then like kid jail like where what are we in some kind of kid jail no i think a crappy high school i think that's like (laughs) ah relatable content like (laughs) like for like a kid like yeah, that'll that'll hit. Like, yeah, that'll hit. Like it's it's not like an ideal show, and I think that's why it only got two episodes because I do not think there's much you can do with it. It's like I think like the third rock from the sun problem, which is like eventually they will get off the planet. Yeah, this can only go on so long. <laughs> you are you are building in an escape hatch that you need to pay off at some point, which is challenging. And then this episode has the payoff, and then I don't know how many more episodes there are, but. Not a ton, no, but a, but a no, couple. It's short, short but, second season. But it is, but it is the setup for the end. Okay, so to end, we are <laughs> going to give this episode our Christmas ratings, and we need to decide if we are going to call this a Christmas classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal. What did you guys think of Phil of the Future? I think it is some socks because. It. I was doing something else while watching it, and it didn't offend me. 
<laughs> which is something that I cannot say about all the shows we watch. It is it is fine if you need to have something on or you're a child. And it has a good theme song, which I somehow know. Like, I recognize the theme song, but I don't know why, because I don't think I've ever seen this show. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's Beethoven's Ninth. Uh, yeah, this, this was a huge, big old pair of socks, because I was slightly charmed, but I will never pick it up again. Yeah, I will also say socks. I was kind of split. I was kind of leaning more towards Olympic Coal, but I think, again, taking into account that we are not the demographic for this episode, I think socks is a fair assessment. I think there's kind of, I mean, it's the type of thing if you got kids, plop them down in front of it, nothing. You're not going to need to worry about them coming across anything offensive and you can go do other things you need to do um, while, while they watch it. And yeah, leave them in front of the TV, do your errands outside the house, get your laundry, go run your groceries, exactly. make sure autoplay is on. If autoplay isn't on, then you are fucked as soon as that first episode ends. Don't put autoplay on on YouTube ever. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> Can I end up in like deep state <laughs> yeah i mean youtube autoplay is like do you ever got do you guys ever do this thing in like the early days of wikipedia called five clicks to jesus yes <laughs> yes yeah yeah it's great it's a great game a great wikipedia game if you've never played it before five clicks to jesus you click random article on wikipedia and then you have five clicks to get to the jesus page works every time you could also do it with hitler i wouldn't recommend doing it with hitler <laughs> we did it but, we did it that way yeah but which was probably easier frankly you just gotta get yourself a, to world war ii you really it's do. Yeah. it's a great way to kill yeah you just gotta get yourself to world war ii which is much easier than you would think as long as you can find a country that participated in it which are most of them. Look, at you Look we don't want to give you. We don't want to give you all the cheat codes on this, but you know, <laughs> that's it's it's you know don't do autoplay because you're five videos away from the alt right. So yes, yeah, you are. Yes, yeah, you that's are. when I was dating a girl that had children. Like one of them was like super into like he had like just gotten the autonomy to be like hell yeah I'm gonna watch what I want on YouTube, and he would like put in <laughs> someone that he like liked, and then like it would like autoplay, and you would just like hear it. And then, like, you know, like, you hear these stories of, like, oh, like, like, be careful on YouTube. People just make content to, like, be awful to children. And you're like, surely this can't be true. This is, like, the knife and the apple. And then, no, hey. it's fucking real. <laughs> and you're just, you're just like, what the hell? Well, I don't know how we ended up in any of these places from Five where clicks. we started today. Five clicks. That's... Yeah, it's, it's the magic. It's the magic of this podcast. Five clicks and, from the outright uh, <laughs> at all times. <laughs> be careful. We are uh, we are going to be wrapping up the magic that is this podcast for another season starting next week. Just wanted to say a quick thank you to our significant others for selecting the episodes we watched this week. Uh, I love and you, for baby. All the support, <laughs> and for all the support they give this podcast, <laughs> Autumn doesn't uh, get a congratulations for her selection. <laughs> I mean, I, she put in the. I'm only she mad picked at something, Autumn. and that's helpful. That's I'm only mad true. at Autumn because she didn't pick a show with a, a true banger of an intro. That really yeah. kind of fucked with our run there. Yeah. We had a we had a nice <laughs> yeah a nice if, streak. If, if we had done 
if we had done the nanny, I mean, man, we would have really, we really would have. God, 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 if we had done I, the nanny, I we really... would have been doing like dueling Fran Dressers or something. John, I... <laughs> <laughs> the whole uh, episode. I just, John and I yeah. haven't done accents in a while. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> watched anything. We haven't watched anything British, isn't it? We have. Oh, we all <laughs> haven't, have we? God, not waiting in the line at the queue. <laughs> oh, mind the gap. That was Australian. That was just Australian. Well, Australia is the only uh, only one of our uh, foreign uh, countries that we have a strong listenership in that we haven't covered an episode that is English speaking predominantly. Because sure. we've done Canada and we've done Britain. There's a there's an episode of Mister In Between that I know for sure exists. Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole uh, Australian TV series that I've heard of that is uh, similar to our Dash and Lilies and Over Christmases that we've watched. That is, it's like Moody's Christmas. They adapted it. They adapted it to um, the U.S. a few years ago. I just can't wait for our bonus episode of Finish Christmas. I'm truly afraid for the language we are going to adopt when we finally do make it to Australia. Strike ya. Strike ya. knife. Boy. So, yeah, in prep, I'm going to be watching Crocodile Dundee on a loop in preparation for that episode. <laughs> nah, man. Quickly down under to balance you out. <laughs> and then Kangaroo, that weird Kangaroo part. Kangaroo Jack all day. And then that weird part of. One of these things is not like the other. That weird part of the remake of Dukes of Hazard, where they're talking to the Australian girl. That will also be on a loop for me. So I know how to best offend, offend Australians. I don't know that, so that will be a treat when we get there. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good point. If you are listening in a foreign country and want us to cover a show, uh, let us know or spread the word so the numbers go up because that's how we determine these things. We doubled our listenership in Germany when we covered over Christmas. So, Wow. So it went from one to two? Uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, you can interpret that however you want. But uh... Auntie Donna's got a Christmas theme skit. If you guys want to start with that, oh, I hope that li- another... that listener probably feels just great. You deserve it. You deserve a German listener. Hey, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for keeping the flame going out there in Germany. We appreciate it. But uh, we should finish up and say that our next week is our final week. Uh, And that is where we traditionally choose our personal favorites, uh, the shows and episodes that are near and dear to our hearts. Brian, do you want to remind everyone what your personal favorite selection for this year was? Oh, do I? Do I? You know, uh, this week, uh, specifically this episode, uh, the future came to us. Now we will be going to a not-so-distant future next Sunday, A.D. Mystery Science Theater 3000, baby! We'll be doing the return with the Christmas that almost wasn't from the first season with uh, Jonah Ray as Jonah Heston that was revived on Netflix in 2016. Wow, that was five years ago already. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. We're aging. We are aging. Mm-hmm. So join us on Monday leading up to Christmas. We got you. We got you Monday. We got you Wednesday. We got you Friday, Christmas Eve, our first ever Christmas Eve episode. Ooh. I'm excited about that. 
it's going to be fun. We get Christmas Day off this year. I'm also excited about that. So, you know, stick with us. Leave us a rating or a review wherever you're listening. That's always appreciated. If you want to reach out to us, let us know what country you're listening in. Yeah. Uh, if you have a great vegan recipe that you want to share with John yeah. for Christmas. No, share with uh, me too. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all appreciate I mean, I'm always, you know, I'm not going vegan anytime soon, but I'm not opposed to finding good vegan dishes. So TV at gmail.com, at TV. Instagram and Twitter, both great places to reach out to us with that stuff. But uh, yeah, that does it for significant other week. And I'm just going to say that I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I am still John of the future. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're still alive, whether you're listening past, present, or future. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.